Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 3. Here's Pastor Ryan. We all have gifts. We got to use them. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. The Lord died for our sins. They buried him for three days. And then he rose and he preached for another 40 days and then ascended on high. And the Bible says that when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. Why did he give us gifts? But to use them within the his fellowship, so for the edification of us all. You'll never know what your gifts are until you just volunteer for whatever. You just volunteer. I don't know who has the gift of fish, uh, fish, fish washing. <laughs> 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 feet washing. Who's got the gift of washing feet here? You know, that's not really my, my cup of tea, ministering to the kids. Yeah, like it's mine. Whatever's needed, count me in. Because he died naked on the cross for me. I think I won't die if I help out from time to time in something I'm not called to do. Is that a crime? It has to be the specific ministry. I'm waiting and I'm praying. You're going to wait and pray so long that the Lord's going to come back and you're going to be at the beam of seat saying, oh, I was waiting for that perfect ministry. And it's like we wear all hats, man. We're the hardest working people in the world. We're Christians. But while you're in these, when you're helping out in the church, people get to know you. Your family gets to know you. That's it. And maybe that's what God wants. He wants you to come out of your shell, let the family get to know you. And he's just going to confirm to you what you knew all along. We're all a bit strange. <laughs> We're all weird. But we're a family. You know? and I'll take anybody he sends to us. You know what I mean? He identifies with you. Shouldn't we identify with one another? For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. 
That's a heavy statement here. Paul is saying here, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, I am as a wise builder. I have laid the foundation. God made Paul a wise builder by God's grace. The apostle is acknowledging, I'm building right because of God's grace. He said it already. I'm nothing. I planted. I'm nothing. Apollos watered. He's nothing. You know that I'm nothing. And now I'm telling you that it's by his grace that you see the miracle of the planting of the church in Corinth. It is the grace of God that has done it. And he has he made Paul, this sinner saved by grace, an amazing builder in the ministry. It's crazy. By God's grace. In Ephesians 1, Paul would say to the Ephesian church, concerning the, the blessed miracle of us being in Christ, being saved by God, being one with God. The miracle of that in Ephesians 1, verses 5 through 6, he said, he says, having predestined us, God predestined us. He knew beforehand that it would click in your heart that he is who he is and that you would follow him. He predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. It's God's good, it's God's pleasure to make us one with him, to make us his sons and daughters, to the praise of the glory of his grace. I'll repeat that. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In other words, God had mercy on us He adopted us. He predestined us for the glory of His grace. He wants the world to see through your life that God is a gracious, loving, forgiving God. And the miracle that you and I are, that we are adopted, that we are saved from our sins, He wants the world to know the grace, the glory of His grace. The glory of His grace. Paul says, I'm nothing. Any good that you see me do, it's not me. It's God. Any good that you do, it's not you. It's God. Any benefit that you have, it's God. God does anything through us. It's his grace. I remember Pastor Chuck used to tell us about how there are ministers and churches who aren't doing well. Their ministries are unfruitful, stagnant. And it's not necessarily the size of their churches. It's just there's no fruit. You know what I'm saying? There's no fruit of love, joy, peace. There's no fire in the church at all. And he says that he believes that the problem is that the the ministers are not willing to give glory to the grace of God. They want a successful ministry in church to puff themselves up. Amen. 14 years in uh, on, on Easter. You know. 
you don't know how prideful you are sometimes. It has been a journey of of finding out like how bad I am pride-wise. That's what being a senior pastor has been like. Damien Kyle, Calvary Chapel Modesto, once said to us, being a senior pastor is, is a slow, painful death before a viewing audience. So I have learned how messed up I am over the years. And God had to, boom, keep our church at, a, at 30 people for like five years. That meant that if there, anyone got sick or anyone went on vacation that weekend, I could be preaching to 10 people on a Sunday. And, you know, it just revealed my heart. It's good. That it was a slow process as God was showing me. What's wrong with 10, Ryan? Why do you want more anyway, son? <clears throat> so I'm not embarrassed when I go to the senior pastor conferences, Lord. You know, you just examine yourself and you die. And you realize, oh, I'm, I'm sick. I need to be more like Jesus. And as I started learning that, and he's still teaching me that, more people started hanging around because he wanted me to give all glory to his grace. If I can explain it other than his grace, I, I do a, a disservice to him. I sin against him. Like I said, I come in here and it feels like the first time because I'm in awe of the results of what he's doing. I'm just like, wow, how did this happen? This is grace. But I had to die. Paul, you know, he had training, Arabia, the Lord. He met with the Lord. He, he didn't jump right in. He, he needed time. and We needed time too. I remember my uh, pastor Ken Graves he said in his awesome Viking voice, if the Lord would have given me, you know, what did he say? He said, if the Lord would have given me the church, like this size church, within 10 years, I would have ran that ship to the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, just give me the food that's allotted to me. Don't give me too much. Just give me what keeps me humble. I don't want, you know, unless whatever you want. <clears throat> so, but Chuck would say, this is why some ministries are stagnant. This is why they're not growing. Paul would say concerning himself in 1 Corinthians 15.10, he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. And so Paul said, I did more than the other apostles. But he prefixes that by saying, I'm the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. Now, I'm, I'm doubly nobody 
because I used to persecute the church of Christ. But I am what I am by the grace of God. And I have done more, but not I. It was the grace of God. And he didn't take the grace of God in vain. He didn't waste it. He did, he, he did something. And so we want more grace, but we need to be humble to receive it. In Andrew Murray's book, Humility, it's all about crying out to God for more humility. Humility is I'm fully dependent on God. I'm not living for my will anymore. Whatever God wants me to do, I will do. He says to jump, I say how high. Humility is a man or woman, a brother or sister, who if you look in their closet, they're in it, praying. If you look at them in their home, you can spy on them. If you can be a fly on the wall or a camera, from time to time, every day, that man or woman, they go pray. Not like quickly, but like they go pray. They seek God. And our Father, who sees us in secret, will, will reward us when? Openly. If we're sacrificial, He will bless us. And so, that grace... According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another man builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Just speaking of his own ministry here, that him and Apollo should be careful, but it also to us as well. Be careful how you build your ministry. Be careful how you serve the Lord. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation for the church than this book, especially in these days. The apostasy is upon us. Pastors are, are going woke. They're not teaching the truth. They're afraid. They care more about uh, nickels and noses than they do the truth of God. By God's grace, through your prayers, that won't happen here. We will preach the whole truth. We will, we will speak on the grace and the love and the mercy of God, yes. The help of God, yes. But we will also speak on the, the need to repent. We will also speak on the need to serve. We will also speak uh, on, the, on the need to uh, instruct, exhort, and rebuke with all long suffering. The Bible cuts both ways. It's a sword. You can't go to a church and all they do is give you fluffy messages every Sunday. They're going to make nothing but soft people who end up living their lives after what Dr. Fauci tells them to do. But the work of the church, the work of the ministry, is so that we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, so that we don't believe everything that we hear. There's no other foundation. It's the Word. Does the church preach the Word? Yes or no? Oh, they do. They preach parts of the Bible. No, not parts. Do they teach through the Bible? That's where we need to be. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it. The day, the day when Jesus judges us, not for our sins, but he judges the works that we did in the body here on earth. It's the Bema Seed of Christ. 
the judgment seat. Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. Guys, it's serious. Paul is saying here, he's going to be accountable. So is Apollos. Jesus is going to ask him to give an account for himself in the ministry that he did. All of us in this room who have placed our trust in Jesus, if you're born again, you're going to have that meeting with Jesus. You're going to have that meeting. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8 through 11, Paul says, we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. And so knowing the terror of the Lord, that's not towards the believer, but we are trying to persuade the world that they need Jesus Christ because his terror is going to hit them like a hammer. Hell is real. I shared with uh, the first service, I'm reading uh, C.S. Lewis's uh, The Great Divorce. And it's a great uh, fictional story about a, a group of passengers on a bus that are heading to hell. And as they're, the, they, they get on the bus and there's all this like bickering and arguing and fleshly stuff going on. And the bus is all of a sudden flying in the story, trippy. And uh, it's a flying bus. And, they, and he looks down at a town, and, he, and, he, and the main character is like, there's usually all kinds of people in that town. But someone says to him, they're all inside, because if they come out, they'll all argue with one another. They can't bear to be around another person. It's just a picture of hell. See, we've been redeemed. You can live eternally. Your spirit, my spirit has been redeemed. You can live in the Holy Spirit, but just keep us good for a million years. But imagine someone who's not redeemed, who's selfish, and they're eternally damned in hell. They call it a second death, but they... That just means they're gone for eternity, suffering, torture. So the selfish person, the lustful person, the greedy person, they become that a trillion times more because they continue to live and be tortured in themselves in hell. Where the worm does not die, where the fire is not quenched, where there's gnashing of the teeth. Remember the Lord shortened the lifespan of, of man because we were all too wicked, remember? Remember? Hell is, and that's why in that town, they can't even come out of their house. They can't stand each other. They can't stand another person. Hell is coming. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. However, look at these materials here. If anyone builds uh, uh, this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, these are 
the four uh, materials that can withstand fire. Wood, hay, straw cannot. Jesus, they say his eyes are a flame of fire. And I believe our Lord is so holy and so pure, so wonderful that when we see him in our new bodies, that man, his light is just going to take away all the dross, all that wood, hay, and stubble, all of the works that we we did with the wrong motives. The gold, the silver, and the and the and the rubies, the precious stones, the gold, the silver, the precious stones. Um those are works that we've done in sincerity for the glory of God. Those are the works that will last. I believe that he will judge our motives, right? Which is our sincerity. Why? Are you, why did you serve? It better be like Peter when he said, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, feed my sheep. We do it for the Lord. The love of Christ compels us. Then those works that we did will be legit. It's, it's our motives. It's our efforts. What happened to sacrifice? I mean, there's all kinds of like negative talk about this generation. Doesn't work hard, makes excuses, yada, yada, yada. You know, you know, calling off work all the time, all of those things. And it's an and it's an exhortation to all of us. We can all be tougher, stronger in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Learn to endure, learn to persevere. So I think it's it's our efforts, it's our motives, and also is it empowered by the Holy Spirit? The works that we did were you was it empowered by the Spirit of God or by the flesh? I think that God's not only going to ask me about this ministry. I believe God's going to ask me about my wife and my children, and it'll probably come before the ministry. How did I minister to them? Did I minister to my family by the power of the Holy Spirit? Or did I just go day after day after day not praying, not in the word with my family? You know what that creates is wood, hay, and stubble. When we got away this past week, it was nice. We sat in the balcony, we whipped out the Bible, and we were in the longest devotion we had been in in a long time. And as we read the Bible and prayed, every issue in our marriage, in our family, in our parenting, the Lord was like, boom, 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 just making it right, showing us the way, showing us the way, showing us the way. If we do not do that with our families, what we are not building it on the foundation that Paul says there's only one foundation that's going to make your family right. If not, what's the decision making coming from the top? From the husbands that don't wash their wives with the word, don't pray. What's what kind of decision making? You think it's spiritual? You think the husband's going to be like, ah. Oh, Thus says the Lord, this is what we should do for, no, that ain't going to happen. I'm a pastor and God will not give me the words that I need unless I humble myself and seek him and build my family on the foundation of gold, silver, and precious stones. Think about that. 
about your marriages or your single life, if you're single, are you building your life on the word and prayer and these things? In Romans 14, he says more about the bima. See, by the way, the word bima, it, it means step. And in the Roman days, the Roman council would sit in this platform. There was a step to it. That's the, so it's called the bema seat. So the, the, the council, the Roman council, would judge from this bema seat. And in Romans 14, 10 through 13, Paul says, But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.